Shalom, dear friends. Want to let you know that the broadcast in the beginning is now available as podcast. Um, and you can go over to your uh, favorite podcast platform. Um, it's now available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. So you can uh, you can choose to uh, follow this uh, podcast, and it'll just uh, show up in your uh, in your library or your favorites. Great, thanks. Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. We're in the Torah reading that's called Tzav, Tzav, and it's in the book of Leviticus, so we're now moving our way through the book of Leviticus, which we just started last week. It's uh, known in Hebrew as Sefer Vayikra. Very, very, very interesting, very cool um, book uh, in the Bible. Uh, it's focusing on the on the Levites, on the Levim and the Kohanim, the priests and the Levites who served in the Beit and served in the Mishkan, in the uh, in the Tabernacle. Later on, they will serve in the Beit Hamikdash in the Temple in Jerusalem. Very interesting, and as I mentioned last week. It's like, wait, why would we want to be learning about something and talking about spending so much time and energy and effort on something that we don't do these days? We don't have a temple, right? The Levites aren't offering, right? Aren't preparing the sacrifices. They're not acting as a as a bridge, you know, as as the professional, um, the professionals in the temple. That they're not serving in that role at this time. So why we why we dealing with all this? And as we talked about last week, a it did happen, so let's figure out, let's learn about why that was important and what they did, right? And one day we will, right, have that. We will have the third temple. And as I mentioned, the other thing is that there's some really interesting, powerful, deep ideas uh, in the book of Leviticus, in the book of Vayikra, that actually do apply to our lives today. And uh, we just need to dig a little bit deeper. So, in Leviticus, Vayikra, chapter 8, um, verse... 26, it says, uh, And in English, that's from the basket of what? Matzot, unleavened bread. That was before God. He took one of the pieces of unleavened bread, and it goes on and on. And I just grabbed, yeah, I just grabbed onto that verse. I just grabbed onto those words. Why? Because it had the word matzah in it. This week on Shabbat, we're talking about matzah. And guess what? Passover is in a few days. It's on Wednesday night. Coincidence? I think not. Hmm. I really wanted to talk about Passover. And so I'm really, really glad that this week's Torah reading uh, spoke about matzah. So let's talk about let's talk about Passover. So, what is Passover? What is Pesach? What is, what is it all about? Well, a lot of different stuff. But the thing I want to talk about 
is the central idea, the central message of the festival of Passover. The central message, you ready for this? I'll say it in the Hebrew. You can check it out for yourselves in the book of Exodus, right? Which is actually the second book of the five books of Moses. And it's going to be chapter 13, verse 8, right? Vigarata. And you shall tell your child on that day, it is because of what the Lord did for me when I went free from Egypt. Now, Notice the first word of that line, vigarata. Vigarata? Wow, that's very interesting. That sounds like the word Haggadah. And what's Haggadah? Well, Haggadah is that book, right? It's that book that we use um, at the Passover Seder that really goes through the order of things that we need to talk about and learn about and pray about and sing about and, and do. It's the, it's, the, it's the guidebook. It's the Haggadah. So it's interesting because the book itself is not called, you know, Sefer, ha, ha, Sefer HaSeder, the, the book of the Seder, the book of the order of events. No, it's, it's, not an, it's not called an agenda. No, it's called a Haggadah. And a Haggadah is literally the storytelling the story. That's what it is. We're telling a story. And we're not just reading about it. And we're not just scanning it with our eyes. We literally have to open our mouths and speak it out. Yes, even if you're alone. Even if by, if by yourself. This year, many, many people, right, will be um, doing the Passover Seder actually by themselves on their own because of COVID-19. Um, and it's, uh, on one hand, it's kind of sad, you know, I was talking with, uh, with my niece, Aura, and she lives in Tel Aviv and we're here in Efrat. So we're actually by car, not that far away, but you know, because of the situation. So we're not going to be together for Passover Seder, which is kind of sad, but at the same time, it's also an interesting opportunity to do things a little differently. And, um, and so she's going to be doing Passover Seder by herself as, as a lot of people will be doing. Guess what? It doesn't get you out of the responsibility of Vihigarata, of telling. You literally have to open your mouth. And if there's nobody around you to tell the story, you have to tell it to yourself. You have to actually open your mouth and say it. So what are we saying? Vihigarata Levinchad, you should say to your child, right? Or maybe the child in you, okay? On that day, what is that day? On Passover Seder, right? Is because of what God did for me when I went free from Egypt. So we're supposed to be storytellers. We're supposed to be able to tell something about what happened to me. Well, there's a couple things that come to mind, okay? First of all, I need to be able to be able to tell the story. I need to be able to know enough, right? Have enough background information and and enough um, of the passion, okay, to be able to make that story compelling. Okay, if I could come along and I'm going, yeah, we were slaves, you know, I was slaves in Egypt and blah, 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 and it comes off really boring, guess what? 
okay, your your audience, in other words, the people around the table, um, or your children, or your family, or yourself, okay, are going to be really, really bored. And that's really a shame. This is a really exciting story. We've been telling it for 3,300 years, okay? Like, it's got to get better with time, not boring. And it isn't boring. It's amazing. So that's number one. We got to be passionate about it. We got to know the back. That we we need to know the backstory. What's behind the scenes? Okay. Now that takes a little bit of investigating and learning. And there's tons of amazing resources out there uh, at your fingertips. Okay. Thanks to the internet. Okay. I know libraries may be closed, but you're right. Google is the new library. So get in there and check it out. Now the next thing is this part about telling that it's what God did for me when I went free from Egypt. So, okay, did I really, you know, did Shmuel Bowman really uh, go free from Egypt? Well, you know, I can be very philosophical about it, which is totally fine, and say, okay, well, I, I have my own personal Egypt. You know, I kind of have been through things and it was tough and it was, you know, being in those narrows, being in that Mitzrayim, right? In that tsar, place of Tsar, Mitzrayim means Egypt. In Hebrew, Mitzrayim, and the word in, in there is the word Tsar, which means in that tight, squished place that you can't move and can't budge and can't think and can't do, right? In those narrows. So I can definitely, we can talk about that and I can share what it was like to be liberated from that. So that's great. But if I want to really be literal about it, so I personally, you know, didn't actually leave Egypt as a slave. But I'll tell you what I did experience. I experienced, and I do experience every single moment, freedom. So let's think about that for a second. That means that the leaving Egypt, okay, going from slaves to free people, get a load of this, was the very first time in history that the concept of human rights, of civil rights, okay, ever entered into the consciousness of anybody, okay? Until that time, the idea of being a slave from the moment you're born to the moment you die was like, yeah, okay, well, I guess I'm a slave and that's just... Too bad. And along comes Moshe, Moses, okay, by, by commanded by God saying, uh-uh, no way, that's not the way it's going to happen. Let my people go so that they can serve me. That's what God is, is, is saying, okay? That's the message. Let my people go so that they can serve me. What does that mean? That means we're not supposed to be slaves, Okay, it's like that great scene in, in, in Matrix, if you've seen the movie Matrix, right? Where, you know, Neo kind of like realizes very, in a very kind of painful and goopy kind of a way that, wow, I'm actually not meant to be a battery, okay? I'm really supposed to be a free person so I can do what? Because I have a purpose. I've got something greater than just, you know, serving mindlessly without any meaning in my life. And that concept was revolutionary in the world, revolutionary in 
the world. Amazing concept. And guess what? Today, you and I are experiencing that revolution. Yeah, the very fact that we can do what we do, the very fact that we can even understand that, yes, there's actually, you know what? There is slavery in the world today. There are people who are in bondage. And you know what? We know it's wrong. It's wrong. The very fact that we know that it's wrong, we know that we, the very fact that I can do things, okay, because I'm free is because, yep, we were slaves in Egypt and we went free on Passover. So what message and what story am I telling my children? What story am I telling myself? I guess the story that I want to tell them is, do you know what I'm doing with that freedom today? This and that. And this is what we're doing as, a, as, as individuals. And this is what we're doing as a community. And this is what we're doing as a nation. And we're doing it for a higher purpose. And we're doing it because we were once slaves, but now we've left Egypt. We've left Misraim. And that's what Vihigadata is all about, telling that testimony and hearing it with our own ears, what's coming out of our mouths. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely incredible. Have a great Pesach. Happy Passover. Please join me every week for new ideas and uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. Would you like to have your favorite Bible verse as it was originally written or give someone you love a special gift? Shmuel will create a Hebrew verse of your choice on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is framed by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is available in three beautiful colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website, www.sacredscrolls.net.